The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 70. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Pete, say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous, but this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home, it's about getting us to where we're going. Hello, and welcome to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies and series, including SG1, Atlantis, Universe, and more. I'm Father Corey Stika. With me today are Lisa Jones and Victor Lambs. Howdy, Lisa. Hey, Father Corey. Howdy, Victor. How do you do, Father Corey? You know, as Dom said a couple weeks ago, Jack Marazzini had an unexpected personal issue and had to take some leave from the SGC. Until he is able to return, I've been placed in temporary command of the team. Please keep Jack in your prayers, and hopefully he can join us again someday soon. Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to go to sqpn.com slash merch to get your t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and much more, including a collection with my face on it for some strange reason. I don't know why you'd want that. At least it wasn't with a picture. It might break the camera. Anyways, today we are discussing Window of Opportunity, the sixth episode from the fourth season of Stargate SG-1. SG-1 is on P4X639, a former ancient colony allowing both Sam and Daniel to explore their particular geekeries. Sam is exploring an electromagnetic geomagnetic storm caused by a coronal mass ejection. Daniel is studying the ancient writings surrounding a red marble altar with the help of an alien archaeologist, Malachi. However, Malachi's intentions aren't so pure, and the altar is a time loop device that creates a space-time bubble. Malachi activates the device, hoping to go back in time far enough to be with his late wife again. Suddenly, Jack is in the cafeteria 10 hours earlier with Sam and Daniel. Only Jack and Tilk remember that they're caught in a time loop, and so have to convince General Hammond and the rest of the SGC team. Eventually, after three months worth of 10-hour loops, that's a lot of loops, Jack and Tilk are able to figure out what happened and how to stop it, while also finding time for things they've always wanted to do, like go through the Stargate and, in capital letters, THE KISS. On the final loop, Jack is able to convince Malachi by admitting how much Jack misses his own son. The time loop device is shut down, and time is allowed to continue normally. The end. So, what do you guys think, Lisa? What do you, what do you think of this episode? What do you say about one of the most favorite, fan-favorite episodes ever of Stargate? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this... <laughs> can we do it justice? Because it is... Everybody, everybody knows this episode. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a favorite of mine, not just for the kiss and not just for all of the, uh, the, the loopy fun, but because it also packs an emotional punch mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it just, whether you want to watch it for the fun or for that, it's just, it, it encapsulates what Stargate is for me. Sure. Absolutely. How about you, Victor? Worst episode I can't even. No, I can't is, even do it. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Good try. Yeah, this is this is obviously one of the you know shows up in every top yeah. ten, top five, top one lists, and it's for a good reason. I I came into this 
watching it now for probably the the sixth or seventh time and i was okay it can't be that good right i mean we've seen a lot of really good stargate and i I was trying to like you know say okay where does it fall apart and yeah the groundhog day thing has been has been done it hadn't really been done to death by the time they did this episode and all i could find was like more things that i didn't notice the first five times around and we'll get into (laughs) some of those as well but like little things happening in the background Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, there, there, there's so many layers here that even if you've seen it and you said, yeah, that's a pretty good episode, like watch it again and again, because there are things that you have missed. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, and it's, you could tell they had a lot of fun with this episode, you know, doing the time loops, doing the, the different reactions, the different things. Like how much fun was that to be, you know, for Christopher judge to shove the guy back in the door, you know, the one <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Things like that, you know, just all these little things they did. And then uh, Jack's the look on Jack's face when Daniel says, so did you ever think about doing just doing anything because there's no consequences? And he kind of gets a look on his face like, why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's yeah, just, exactly. it is so much. It is so much fun. It is a great episode. Uh, so I agree with you both. This, this really is um, one of my favorites, if not my fa- absolute favorite. And you know, I, I did a whole, you know, a whole lot of research for this, you know, a whole five minutes of Google searching on, you know, top Stargate <laughs> SG-1 episodes. And almost every one of those lists puts it at the top. And if it's not at the top, it's absolutely top five. You know, there's there's just mm-hmm. no way it's not. And in fact, uh, later on, I'll talk about how uh, our listeners, you, our listeners, can uh, tell us what you think is your favorite episodes. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, but so, yeah, this is absolutely a very popular episode. And it's with good reason. It's a lot of fun. It's quotable. It's so many great scenes and everything. And I got, I got to start with the first one because I think it's so fitting is Jack. The first thing you see as he starts to loop is him with his spoonful of fruit loops. I mean, isn't that the most <laughs> fitting for this episode? Super glued, super glued onto the spoon so that between takes, they wouldn't fall off or change at all, which yeah. is something I didn't really appreciate. But then as I started uh-uh. digging into this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and you start to deconstruct, like, how would they have filmed this? You know, would they have filmed all the fruit loop scenes at once and stuff? So, yeah, the he doesn't even like Fruit Loops, right? But you know what's funny? I, I will I'll admit this. This might make me silly, but I didn't even put it together. Loop. Like, lots yeah. of loops oh, and yeah. eating Fruit Loops. Like, I didn't even get that until this, yeah. oh, this time around. <laughs> yeah, Fruit Loops as in time loop, but also yeah. fruit as in going fruity, batty, fruity. crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> No, I just thought Bonzo, it was a random yeah. because because O'Neill is so it, it seems fitting that he would eat a children's cereal to me. So that I guess I always went with that one. Yeah. Well, he got he got sick of it because he ate it, you know, again yeah. every ten hours for three months, basically. So at least that's that's why he wanted the oatmeal at the end. But it, it, it was it was just it was one of those nice little details they put in there, and you know, and I'm surprised there wasn't one scene where he throws the spoon, but. You know, he still has, you know, he, he drops it. He just, you know, whatever. He just sits there holding it, staring at, you know, right. He's a professional throughout. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The very first thing that strikes me about this episode is like how much they've invested in the off world set. Mm -hmm. And it's, and granted, it's just the, the one location you have the gate, you have the hall of like, you know, lenses or whatever that Mm -hmm. focus the beams. And then you have the, the center console for the, for the time uh, machine. But it looks really good. You know, they have the matte paintings they have. And then even the center console, I don't know if it's some poor guy underneath the, you know, console pushing up and down (laughs) the the, the panels and stuff. But it looks, I mean, 
It looks really, if they had skimped on the, uh, you know, the, the P4X639 set in any way, like it wouldn't have, have worked. But the no. fact that they've mm-hmm. invested, that this is an actual device, it actually works. And there's, I mean, how cool is it when we see like an alien archaeologist as well? Yeah. And that's what we get in Malachi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we get to mm-hmm. see that altar later. I think they, they reuse that prop. Oh, for one of Merlin's things, probably. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. so. I think it gets reused. Um, I seem to recall the, the moving panels and all that stuff seeing in different <laughs> episodes. But yeah, they, and, but the funny part is, with the exception of the, what, three scenes on 639, it's a bottle yep. episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it really is, yeah. It, it's all taking place within SGC, mm-hmm. except, the, 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 again, the scenes on that one prop, which was probably, you know, like the next set you know, or the next studio over, they borrowed for, you know, a couple of days to film those scenes. Yeah. And I read that they filmed very quickly because they just, like you said, the Fruit Loops, they just, they did cut them. They did film them all at the same yep. time. So they actually, they got to go home early every day. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Cause there's parts <laughs> yeah. they could do over and over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one, of, one of the funniest bits, and I didn't pick up on this before, but like, Teal'c and the the thermometer. Oh yeah, it's just happening yeah. in the background, and like you just watch it, like you know the the nurse will put a thermometer in his mouth, he'll take it out, she'll put another thermometer in his mouth, and you watch this play out over the different loops and how annoyed Teal gets with the th- this thermometer oh, yeah. that's keep. And like, I may- maybe I noticed that the first five times, but like once you see it, it's just like this is like really good, and I mean like acting he- and directing going on there. And his, mm-hmm. his facial expressions throughout it are just priceless because yeah, he he just he's he's got this thing and he sees it coming and he's looking at it as they're sticking it in his mouth, just like you're not doing this again. Right. Of course you're doing it again. Right. <laughs> he doesn't if you think about the time frame, I mean, he doesn't get as near as much screen time or lines or anything mm-hmm. of that as Richard Dean Anderson, but he makes the impact because of what he does yep. in the little bits of time he gets. Like like the thermometer, yeah, or, <laughs> and the shoving the yeah, guy with the door, or, or the tape recorder, because uh, yeah. we kind yeah. of dumbed we dumb Jack down a little bit in this episode. We kind of make him a little bit more of a homer here. He doesn't know what a coronal mass mm-hmm. ejection is, despite the fact that he's like an amateur astronomer and stuff. Mm-hmm. But as as they're looping, obviously they reset every ten hours, so everything that's been you know somehow Jack and Teal's consciousness transfer over. Uh, but everything else. And so Jack has the great idea at one point to like record the conversations he, he's having with Daniel mm-hmm. Jackson. And as, as he said, uh, you know, as he proudly announces to Daniel, nope, I made a recording of this. You could just see Teal look at him <laughs> like, oh, this is going to go well. And then yeah. as, as the he tape is completely blank, yeah. yeah, he's like, did I not say your plan would be unsuccessful? He's like, careful, careful. Yeah. What and, about and a double just, link? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so Christopher Judge playing an an excellent straight man in this episode, and then mm-hmm. uh, Michael Shanks as well. You know, mm-hmm. as they're looping, and not and not just when they're doing the translation, but even when they're in the briefing room. You know, and and Jack's like, "No, we've done this before," and Michael Shanks is like, "Yeah, yeah we we brief every morning." Or right. Sam is like, "Well, maybe he read my report," and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I love that." He read, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He read maybe, your report. <laughs> maybe he read your report. <laughs> yeah. So Total I mean, everybody, everybody is just on for this episode and uh, playing their parts perfectly. Dr. Frazier, you know, General Hammond, there's there's not a lot that slows this episode down. Um, you know, previously we would have had like 20 minutes of like, well, you need to go through an MRI machine to see why your brain yep. thinks this. But 
you know, they even yeah. like hang a lantern on that when, when she keeps shining a flashlight in his eye. Right. right. Yeah. What in my okay. eye could cause this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> even the, the scenes where they have uh, Carter and him and do the exposition, right? Yep. They're walking down the halls and they're kind of catching the, the viewer up as to what's happening. Even those super quick. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't just sit there and go, wow, why I don't know this again. You know, it just it works. The whole yeah. thing. They did it really tight and really well. Well, and then the 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 whole translation sequence, you know, where Tilk and Jack are learning both Latin and <laughs> yeah. ancient, because you know, Latin is based on ancient the ancient and language. Juggling. And juggling. And juggling. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's again, it's not like they're sitting there belaboring it. They're, you know, okay, Daniel's teaching him and they're kind of following along, and all of a sudden now they're teaching Daniel and they're correcting Daniel mm-hmm. and they're correcting each other and you know. <laughs> And none of that and has doing so, any so gentlemanly, right? Yeah. Like, oh no, but this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then none of that has any payoff in the resolution of the episode either. Do you know yeah. that? Like all their learning Latin and stuff. Well, and they, they did. They did learn. <laughs> it doesn't the, stick. <laughs> they, they actually it did pay off because that was how Jack was able to tell oh, Malachi. Yeah. The the ancients couldn't figure this out. They stopped using it. They shut right. it down because they couldn't figure out how to do it. You know, so that's true. Uh, it did pay off. It's just, uh, yeah, it still was a lot of work. And of course, you know, like a lot of things in SG one, we don't hear Jack speaking ancient Mm-mm. ever again. Yep. Or Latin or Latin. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we do get a couple of references back to the fifth race when, when, uh, Jackson yep. is first talking to Malachi and saying like, Oh, this is a derivative of, of earth Latin. I had an opportunity to hear it spoken yeah. a year ago. Um, and then they specifically call out, this is when you were connected to the yeah. ancient device. Jack says, this sounds familiar. Yeah, you you probably remember it from speaking it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You spoke it. They, so if you think about it, they took they took a problem that needs to be solved through science and, you know, translation work. Mm-hmm. And then they picked, like, the two people who are least qualified to do it on the team. Yeah. Yeah. And, Yeah. And paired them up, which I think was kind of genius to make it work. Yeah. Well, they, they even again, they even call that. It's like, oh, there was the one loop where I think it was Daniel basically pointed out he used these terms and he used them more or less correctly. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More or less. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Magnetic some magnets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a very quotable episode. I did see an interview with um, Joseph Malazzi, and his, he was one of the writers, writers of this yep. episode. Was this his first episode with Paul Mully or? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Ooh. right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. But he was funny because it was actually an interview and he was talking about it was they pitched it when they pitched it. It was serious and it was dark. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, could you imagine? And then it got you know. And then as, Peter Delaware's got, got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, what about this? What about what if we what if we do this? You know. And uh, they did say that the clips, like of him doing pottery and riding his bike and golf and all of that, was added at the end. Hmm. That they the huh. episode was short. Oh sure. And so they, of course, they. I did read something else that said they, since they pretty much started Stargate, they've been trying to figure out a way to get someone to golf through the Stargates. So. <laughs> <There laughs> Apparently, Christopher Judge is a very good golfer, and uh, Richard Dean Anderson not so much. Oh, I actually funny. read that like they had to do several takes, and and this is just what I read. 
Richard Dean Anderson couldn't get the golf. And I relate because I've been golfing once and it did not go well. Um, they actually had to CG his shot to, to or oh, the no. golf ball. Oh, could, that's like, funny. The gate yeah. and stuff. I, I can't say much. I've golfed more than once and I'm more likely to hit it under the, the ramp instead of through the <laughs> stargate. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get but it. they did. Their outfits were awesome. Oh, yeah. So well, however I, they hit the ball. They looked good doing yeah. it. Yeah, I, I wondered which of them was the golfer because I, you know, it, 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 that had to be the idea of, hey, we need some other filler. You know, they're sitting there trying to yeah. brainstorm what other filler. And I guess you know, Chris would judge me like, well, I like to golf. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the but idea I- of some like Scottish like civilization going through the Stargate and interacting with the Jaffa and teaching them all uh, golf. It's <laughs> 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 my head cannon. <laughs> I'm watching him ride his bike through the SGC and I'm thinking that that might not actually be a bad thing because I, I, it's a big complex. Yeah. Get around quickly. You know, not so bad, but the little whisk, the little bell, yeah, the bicycle ending. bell. That was good. <laughs> and an, another thing I had to have pointed out to me by, thank you, internet, after watching this even like five times is so, so. Throughout the series, we've seen different intros, even in the same season, they'll have different, mm-hmm. you know, credit sequences. Mm-hmm. And already this sequence, this season, we've had a couple different ones. We've had like the fiberglass raw head mm-hmm. that they've used, they used in the movie. But this one, we get the more traditional one, which starts with a shot of uh, Jack's eye and then it it pans away in a certain way. Mm. And, you know, and, and then it starts, to, you know, his eye turns into this, the vortex, Ye- I think. Yeah. And so you'll notice that when they're in uh, sick bay and Dr. Frazier shines the light in his eye, the camera pans away at the exact same angle yep. to show Teal ah. and everybody behind him. Yeah. And so it, it's a, it's a callback to the, to the, I, I did not notice that until the internet you know, pointed it out to me. That, cool. that may be one of those differences of how you watch it because I've got the DVDs and this has been the, the movie intro throughout the entire season. With the green letters, not mm. no Stargate, you know, not, nothing like yeah. that. Hmm. This has just been the raw sarcophagus uh, throughout the season. So I, it, it might depend on how you watch it, you know, what, yeah. if you're watching it streaming versus DVD, or, you know, whatever. So, and uh, it'd be kind of interesting why they chose to do that. Yeah. Now, I'm no help because I always hit skip intro. Oh. <laughs> I got to hear the music. <laughs> I got to hear the music. I know, I know. Um, which no, has, no, which no, has lyrics, by the way. Oh, no. We'll I get back to the Get back to the No, in the DVD commentary for this episode, I believe, uh, uh, Malazi and Molly actually give the lyrics for the theme song. They sing it while it plays and stuff. Oh, oh that's, that's funny. Yep. They whistle it in an elevator? <laughs> no. <laughs> but the ending, oh, wait, that's the in a couple part, seasons. <laughs> the ending part where it goes, duh, duh, that part goes, Watch out for that gold. <laughs> that gives, kind of gives you. That they kind of gives you an idea. Bored when they did that. Well, wow. the DVD com- you have to watch the DVD commentary. It's one of those like two a.m. Yeah. in the morning things, right? Yeah, <laughs> we should put lyrics to this. <laughs> so, so now, Lisa, when you're talking about Melzani writing this, you yeah. forgot to mention he also wrote another thing. Oh, he, he did, wrote the yes. Latin text oh, that's that right. they used. <laughs> Of course, that's probably one of the more famous Easter eggs of this episode. Yeah. They show yeah. right on. I mean, it's like the full screen yeah. is the front of the book, but still, 
Yeah. Right. It, it throw was away Joseph Melzani, PhD, was the author of the... <laughs> intro to Latin or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Throw yeah. away your uh, Wheelock's Latin grammar intro to Latin students. The, and yeah. Pick up the interview Malazzi. said that that was, yeah. that was, that was Peter DeLuise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's in this episode as well? He was, but I, I had to look it up. I didn't know. Yeah. When, I didn't uh, notice him. When Siler pancakes Daniel Jackson a couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Jack going like, oh, I should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, the first time I should have seen that coming, sometimes was, oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that, that's one that they, they changed really quickly. I wonder if uh, Michael Shanks was like, you're only getting to knock me down twice. And that's yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Write that in my contract. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it's, it is interesting, though, you know, you talk about the doing things without consequences. You know, Star Trek would have never done that. You know, you look at oh, the yeah. time loop episodes in Star Trek and never. Now, you had the Harry Mudd one with Discovery, which was a lot of fun. But, but that was because that's who he is. He's the one who does nothing, you know, does anything without consequences. So he thinks. But, you know, you look at the, uh, um, the, uh, the one with the, the USS Bozeman with Frazier. Dr. Fraser oh, yeah, Crane yeah. in command, yeah. you know, where, oh, no, there's no, we, you know, oh, we got this opportunity to have some fun. Oh, no, it's like we got to fix this problem as quickly as possible so we can get back to the rest of the universe. And time becomes a loop. And yes. time becomes a loop. Yeah. 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 Yes. We can't have fun. Yeah. I think we should talk about, too, like, so I don't know if Groundhog Day was like the first bit of fiction to do this. Probably not, but it no. was definitely the most popular and they even like make a reference to, um, you know, at the end when, when Jack confronts Malachi and says, like, mm -hmm. why are you doing this? So you can be king of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah. So but I mean, since since this episode, there's been like uh, the Tom Cruise movie Live, Die, Repeat or Edge of Tomorrow, whichever name, um, you know, where it, it's very much aligned to this. Every time Tom Cruise dies, he restarts a loop at the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. There was an episode of Supernatural um, Mystery Spot. You know where they did this the same thing um i think there was i don't know some other movie but yeah so it, it's been done a lot but even even so knowing what's kind of been done afterwards this was still a very enjoyable episode mm -hmm. to watch just because mm -hmm. you know of the and, way they handle it yeah and, and by the way ca uh, cause and effect which was the tng episode with the time loop yep. that came out in 1992 groundhog okay. day was 1993 so ah okay so they're mm -hmm. kind of both being produced at about the same time, but uh, yeah, it, it, but it, it's but it's it is an old idea of you know how time's looping and you know time you know effects of time and things like that. That that's something that's very popular in science fiction. Yeah, watch that first step; it's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the things that makes it work is it is quick. Mm -hmm. It's it's not long and trying, you know, like I think Groundhog Day it, day, it was a whole day. You know, it started with him waking up in the morning and going to bed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this, it's it's 10 hours. But even then, the way they shoot it and film it, it's it's very tight. It's very quick. You don't, you know, you don't go, man, do we really have to learn all this Latin? And yeah. They, it, they just pick it up. And so you don't realize how long it's been mm -hmm. until the very end. Yeah. And they, they, they say that the... uh uh, Tokra has been trying to get hold of Earth for three months, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, just, and they yeah, don't know they how started. long before that. Yeah. yeah. 
And again, that's where I kind of made the comment of that's a lot of loops. You know, if you're 10 hour loops yep. for three months. That's, I, think yeah. I saw someone on the internet did math and it said 216 loops at least. At least. Of yeah. course, I'm kind of impressed that they picked up Latin and ancient language that fast. Well, they had nothing better to do. <laughs> well, and this is, I mean, obviously you don't want to dig too much into this, but like, are there bodies aging like with every loop or? Yeah. So yes. are they now like almost a year older or is it just their consciousness that loops, well, right? So if they kept eating donuts for all loops, would they eventually get fat? Like Bill Murray didn't have to worry about that, but yeah. Well, and here's, maybe that's I mean, why he's riding the bike. Yeah. It was yeah. His Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, and that's a, I mean, the simple question is, did they get tired? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they didn't seem to. No, and that's so. Yeah. It, it, it would be that you know their consciousness or their bot, you know, or what you know they they transferred back and forth, you know, as as the time loops went. But um, yeah, it it, did. it, it would seem like it, it wasn't something that was that kept you know uh, adding on. You know, like they they remembered it because they kept traveling back in time instead of just like you said having their consciousness transfer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And. But the mental fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, I like that. Of course, who who doesn't love the the picture of uh, Jack with the plate with the ketchup and the mustard? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, three bites short of a Happy Meal. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, like that's yeah. So two hundred like loops times ten hours. That's like a whole work year. Like <laughs> like eight hours a day, five days yeah. a week for forty. You know. Okay, when you say it that way, but did not stop. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need they need more than just one loop off, I think. But yeah, yeah. yeah I like yeah. that the one where he just says, "Yeah, I'm taking this one off. I'm done." <laughs> yeah, and then Teal'c sits down. Mm-hmm. You notice Teal'c's all like, "What are you doing?" And then he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I'm with you. So, you break. I I have read that Richard Anderson knew how to juggle. Like he, I think oh, yeah. he worked as a mime or something in in his youth. But I wondered if Christopher Judge looked so natural. Like, did he have to sit there and learn it? Or is that something they just realized they both could do? And so why don't we throw that in there? I think yeah. he probably learned it, but I think he learned it quickly. That's my headcanon. There okay. you go. I've tried. I Junior helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost wanted to see them do like the back and forth, you know, juggling back and forth, though. Oh, yeah. That would be instead of having them both just saying they're juggling individually, but tossing one to each other back and forth. That'd been like kind of doing funny. it over Daniel, right? Like the whole bowling pin thing. Yeah. And Daniel's in the middle and there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about the kiss now. That's what I was uh, wondering when you wanted to talk about it. Yes. Let's we can let's, talk about it now. That, that, that's that's, that's yeah, way, going so way beyond, you know, Jack Sam ship. I mean, that that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny because I think that's how the show does their ship, right? It's like, Alternate reality, Sam yeah. Jack, you know, mirror Sam Jack. And then now it's loop. So she doesn't. Poorly dressed uh, Jack. Yes. Yeah. What was up with that? The he, yellow shirt. So and the, the... the poochie outside. <laughs> the poochie yeah. outside. Yeah. I don't know why he chose the outfit he did, but he retired. He, he resigned from yep. the military. So he was no yep. longer her superior officer. And so he could yep. get away with it. Even though, would he really have needed to? No, but my guess is that has to do with the military oversight of the show. Mm. That if they were ever, because I, I, I have read yeah. that that was one of the reasons they kept it all very on the fringes, besides not wanting to turn it into a soap opera, is that because he was her commanding officer, so they, they couldn't do it. Right. And 
keep the military happy. So I'm assuming that resignation was was for that reason. But that was, you know, you know, I have to say that well, was a big shock back in the day, was it not? Oh yeah. It was okay, hang on. And then the I, next episode is Watergate, like nothing happened. So well, but okay. the funny part is the episode <laughs> before this was where mm-hmm. he admitted that he had feelings, feelings for her and she admitted that she had feelings for him. And then they mm-hmm. have this scene. Right. Um, but I love it how he's sitting there. He's timing it. Five, yes. four, three, starts kissing her. It flashes over. And the next scene is just him smiling at her. Yeah. yeah. What? And then the very end where, you know, Daniel says, did you ever think of doing something with no consequences? And he just stares. He, well, he eats oatmeal in a really weird way. And then he stares at, <laughs> at Carter, you know, and you're thinking, Something else happened? Like, what What did y'all not show us? Because it just seemed a little more intense than just I resigned kiss. and kissed you. Yeah. <laughs> Which, start, you know, spawned tons. I, I was on bulletin boards back in the day uh, on the internet and tons and tons of speculation and uh, fanfic and like people just went nuts. I'm an originalist. So what's on the screen <laughs> is what happened. Yeah. I mean, they, they show us the mo- most important things, right? If something okay. more important happened, they would have sh- like intimated that in some way well leave us to our headcanon yeah <laughs> oh I'm, I'm i'm sure there's plenty of uh, uh fanfic out there you could go find that will tell all about that loop where it oh, yeah. happened i Alt think i read that back slash in 2000 slash <laughs> yeah loop slash xxx <laughs> <laughs> flash time so- baby <laughs> they they give it to us and then they they quickly ignore it all and then we get beneath the surface and they give a l- it's that, that's I think that's what keeps people coming back. It's like a little bit of give and take. And, and a lot of times when they do give it, it, it is or all the time, as you mentioned, it's it's things where something's different. Something's not mm-hmm. normal. You know, uh, they're brainwashed or it's an alternate universe or they're time looping or, you know. Yeah. So they, they give those fans who want the ship a little bit of candy but it doesn't change the tone and tenor of the show mm-hmm. forever. So I, I thumbs up. I love the way they handled it. So, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was pretty, and, you know, and they, they do almost camp it up just a little bit where he goes mm-hmm. for the overly dramatic dip as he's kissing her, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his beanie and like snowboarding out. I don't know. Maybe it's a yeah. Colorado thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was winter and he was on his way. Or he could wear it because he could wear it. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So contrasting like all this, this fun and games is, is the character of Malachi. Yes. Who is the alien archaeologist. And um, we, I mean, very fascinating character because, you know, we meet him at different stages. He is also looping. And so he mm-hmm. spent mm-hmm. basically 200 loops on the planet trying to get this thing to work, right? So he doesn't get to play golf. He doesn't get to eat Fruit Loops. He's just trying to get this thing to work. And the reason he's doing it is so that he can see his wife again and hopefully, um, you know, find a future with her where she doesn't die of a congenitive, uh, congenital heart defect. Well, well he's, even, he's even saying it's not even that she's he wants her to not die. He he says she's going to die. He wants Mm -hmm. the loop so that he can go see her. Mm -hmm. Hear her speak one more time, you know? And that's, that's then where, where Jack makes a comment about, you know, I do know what you're going through because my son died and I do not want to go through that pain again. Mm -hmm. Not just, I don't want to. He said, I couldn't. 
Yeah. Yep. Right. I could not live that again. And I just, that scene, it's so quick. I mean, in the grand scheme of the episode, but it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And it asks, it makes you ask yourself a lot of questions because you understand Malachi Mm -hmm. completely why he would be so determined to do this. Um, And then you see Jack's pain and, and, you know, everyone else is just kind of standing there in the background and the two of them make this connection and he's able to make Malachi realize that that, that pain, you know, if, if it can't change it, could you really live through that again? Yeah. Which is, and I think that that's one of the crazy with this, such a fun episode Mm -hmm. that you have this really heavy moment. Well, it's, it's, I think that's another thing that makes this such a great episode is it's not one of those, you know, again, a Star Trek episode where they snap their fingers and all of a sudden the time loop is done. You know, they data <laughs> yeah. realizes he needs to blow out the uh, the main shuttle bay. And so then they can uh, yeah. move just enough so they don't hit. You know, no, it's three <laughs> years. He referred to the number of pips on Riker's uniform. And that's how I knew that his suggestion was the best. It's, yeah. it's like, the, yeah, the worst resolution to a time loop. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. But it's it's but this this one, there's there is that emotional grab. And there mm-hmm. is it is a satisfying ending where it's you can see mm-hmm. the that Malachi is being convinced by by Jack. It's not just a oh well just because you said it, I'm gonna shut up. It's like no, his right. Jack made that connection and convinced him and did it well. I mean, this is that's mm-hmm. probably some of the best writing of, of SG one right there. Yeah. Very good. And it's completely in line with his character yep. and yep. his history. His you know, they, they didn't make something up to have that connection. Right. And a very good guest performance from uh, Robin Mosley as well. I think, mm-hmm. this, I think this is like always listed. The episode's listed near the top, but but his performance as Malachi is also listed near the top as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Canadian character actor, you know, Andromeda, Reaper, MacGyver, even yep. Psych um, shows up. But, you know, just in his few scenes is able to like bring a whole like degree of pathos to this that really sells the whole episode and grounds it in Mm -hmm. that kind of human element too. It's not just some weird scientific thing that that's happening. And there's like an actual human being behind this who's hurting and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, driving this whole thing. I Mm -hmm. love that they gave him that reason for doing it. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I I do like too like so he's stuck there doing these loops. The first time we we see him, he has like a basically a Star Trek style phaser that he uses to stun mm-hmm. Daniel Jackson. Mm-hmm. When they come back two hundred some odd loops later, mm-hmm. he has like a Gould shield now. And right, so there's two explanations. He had this when he first came to the planet, or mm-hmm. at some point in the two hundred episodes, he took a loop to go someplace. But then how would he have it back? So he would need to yeah, do this he, every he would loop. Have had it- he would have had to have it coming into loop because it would have the same problem the the recorder. Yeah, did. so he would have had to like oh, every yeah. loop like, okay, it's like eight oh five. I got to go to the planet, trade the artifacts for the Gould Shield, or whatever, <laughs> and come back every time. Yeah, or, or he already had it. And he just had it hiding in his bag, and Daniel Jackson didn't see it because he was being Daniel Jackson was completely oblivious to the world around him. And oh, you, know, yeah. you, you better get going, Daniel. You better you, know, you better get back through the Stargate yeah. because otherwise it's gonna. Oh no, one more question, one more question. It's like no, no, you yeah. really better get going. It's like. Just go. <laughs> Take the hint. Yeah. And we yeah, get Daniel's over there like, I'm another archaeologist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we get one of the best episode where like uh, Jack is like, what kind of archaeologist oh, carries yes. a weapon? And Jack's like, uh, uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one carrying the M5 and the P90s through the gate. Right. And I'm our. Oh, bad example. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah and that's another recurring thing. We, we get bad example <laughs> at least three times, you know, when, when Jack's in the briefing room and he says something obvious, you know, a bad example when, when Tilk, when he's motioning to Tilk says, does this look like the face of a crazy man? Uh-huh. Bad yeah. example. And then at the end, so we, bad example is uh, one of those comedy rule of threes thing that we get. Yeah. I, I like, I like the, the first one is you're going to say, no, no, it's not. That's what you're going to say. Of course, that's what I'm going to say. Bad example. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that Malachi, when we see him the second time, he acts like they're meeting for the first time. And you see Mm -hmm. Jack and Tilt kind of go, is it just us? Like, it can't be just us. Maybe it's just us until he calls her Carter. Or Sam. Yep. I can't remember if he yep. said Sam or Carter. Malachi did. But and then Sam they're and like, Carter or whatever, yeah. How did you, you know, see? And then he just drops the farce and goes for it. And so again, I kinda like that they is this are they crazy? Is it Malachi? Is it you know, who's who's mm-hmm. involved in this? So it's not it's not straightforward. Yep. Exactly. So if you could like uh, do time loops right, and you knew that every ten hours <laughs> things would reset, and that there would be quote unquote no consequences to your actions. From like a morality <laughs> perspective, there would still be consequences to your actions because you were so yeah 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 yeah. Let, let you know again. This is and it's it's one thing if the the people no I, I you know I would say that even the people that in the loop that weren't aware of the loop would still have the same issue, but especially for. Jack and Tilk that, you know, an immoral act would still be on their soul in the time loop because God's so far outside of time, even a time loop can't keep them from seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was explaining this to our to our nine year old and I was saying, like, even if like if you stole something from somebody and they didn't know that you had taken it, it's still wrong to take it right. because you, you have still you, you still stolen from them. Even if they're going to get still, it back in five minutes yeah. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or if they never miss it right so well anything else you want to talk about this great episode i know we could probably keep going for a while but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on here and it really bears further uh re-watching um but a lot of it like depends on the time that you've invested with these characters as well so mm-hmm. it's it's i think it's a very good episode to show somebody who's new to the show but at the same time you know, this, this whole like time loop thing has been done a lot. Um, and so no fault of the show, but a lot of the enjoyment comes out of your familiarity with the characters and, uh, the situation and how they're kind of playing with the conventions of the show. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. We never did get the answer to that. What, what he even asked? We don't even know what he asked, but we, we we use that in our house all the time. (laughs) Just say that randomly. I did yeah, look up the uh, foreign language um, titles to the episode. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So in English it, or American, it's a window of opportunity, right? French, they call it the never ending story. Oh. Which, you know, kind of like it. Italian, they called it time inversion. That's a cool title. Yeah. Spanish is window of opportunity. Original in Czech, it was called Time Loop. <laughs> Very straightforward. I, yeah. I'm gonna save German for last. Okay, Hungarian is a small opportunity. Hmm. Which was interesting. interesting. Polish was just loop, and German was no end in sight. Oh, that's actually a cool. Yeah, yeah. for once German has the cool one. Yeah. And <laughs> something like Czech and Polish are the Time Loop. 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you thought the Germans were going to be this time, right? Exactly. Well, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, this episode, Window of Opportunity, is often ranked as a, a fan favorite episode, as an episode that fans constantly rank as a favorite. But we want, we'd like to hear what you think about it. So what do you think about it? You know, that's, that's, we don't, you heard what we think about it. So what do you think about it? Uh, so we've created a poll of top Stargate SG1 episodes, again, from my whole five minutes of, uh, Google research and picking a top 10 list and adding a couple more, couple more episodes that we've reviewed already. And we'd like you to vote on which of those episodes or any other is your favorite. You'll be able to find the link uh, by the time this episode comes out. Uh, you'll be able to find the link in the Secrets of Stargate channel on the StarQuest Discord server. And so to find that, you can get your invitation to join our Discord at sqpn.com slash Discord. Uh, and again, you'll, you'll be able to find the, the poll on the Discord server at the Secrets of Stargate channel. And those of you who are patrons on Patreon, uh, we will also post a link to the poll on our StarQuest Patreon page. And speaking of Patreon, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the Secrets of Stargate, including Matthew W., K.H., Brendan, Matt T., and Dennis W. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or other podcast apps. We're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash starquestmedia. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. Email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. We'll be back next week when we'll be discussing Watergate next episode of SG-1. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Father Corey. Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Thanks, Father Corey, and hey, Vern, how's the wife? And once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you to listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>